When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with... L.A. Nick. Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. The family's all here, ladies and gentlemen. What and could make me happy? It's okay. all true. The whole gang. We will be right back. Kick off hour two. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So... I called the Honda store, we looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? 
Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. The uh, very second we are up. What is her? Okay. What is with you two? We're on the <laughs> air now. Hello. Jesus. Honestly, there you go. Man, you two are unbelievable. <laughs> my well, mic's off. My headset's off. You can't ever say nest and egg together in the same sentence. Why? Or Alex or L.A. <laughs> because they're both yakking up a storm. We're on the air. What, what the what hell does you nest egg have to do with? That's, we were looking uh, at naked pictures. Uh, great. <laughs> Albert Brooks in the movie, what is it, Leaving America? I don't know where you're going with this. I have no idea. Lost in America. Albert Brooks' wife went and lost all the family money at a casino. Okay. And then Albert Brooks went there to beg for the money back. He goes, you can become the casino with a heart. Just give us the money back. (laughs) The casino with a heart. And then so he gets in the car. They wouldn't give him the money back. So he says to his wife, you're never allowed to say the words nest and egg together again in front of me for the rest of your life. It was a great movie. It was a very, very funny movie. That's the same movie, by the way. He gets a job as like a, I don't know, he's trying to look for it. He's looking for a job at one of those, what are they called? Employment whatever. And there's a woman from India that's going through. She goes, we don't have any jobs for you. It doesn't look like they're in there. And she's, she insults him. He goes, well, you know, people come in here. They're looking for jobs. You can't just treat people like cattle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to a woman from in, India was very, very funny. What, what movie is that? Uh, it's called Lost in America. It's a oh, really I'll funny movie. It. It, sounds oh, it's good. it sounds like my kind of humor. Gary Marshall's in it. I'll have to watch it. Gary Marshall's in the same thing. Uh, let's take a quiz together. Okay, who wants to take a quiz? Well, we should have two people taking a quiz. Uh, which region of the United States fits you best? So you should be one of them, L.A. I'll take it. And then you, well, you're originally from here, though, but your family's yeah. from the Carolinas. Yeah, well, my mom's side. Yeah, they're all from the Carolinas. Okay, you guys want to take the quiz together? I'll sure. take it. Okay, so the first question would be, you got to jot your answers down somewhere. Is there a paper and pencil? Oh, yeah. Cassie's covered. Or a digital show. We don't have paper and pencils. Yeah. We have it for notes. <laughs> we have phones. We are, fo- yeah, you got phones, that's true. Okay, oh, yeah. your first question. This this is all about which region of the United States fits you best, and I'm going to do mine in my head to see where I fit best. So I won't do it uh, verbally, but I'll do it in my head. Okay, you ready? Yep. First question is, how do you feel about your neighbors? I will chit-chat with them when they get are getting mail. It pays to be neighborly. I'm not really into interacting with them. I like getting to know the entire neighborhood. So it's from, I don't... Not really into really into interacting with them to so A B C D, A B C D E A B C D yes. Okay. I'm confused. Okay. Not really. What so was the third one? Third one was it pays to. Uh, it was not, I'm not really into interacting with them. Okay. I will chit chat with them when they're getting email. Uh, it pays to be neighborly. I'm not really into interacting with them, and I like getting to know the entire neighborhood. So chit chat was B. Chit chat. Yeah. I'll chit chat. No, chit chat was A. This is not oh. going to go well. No, we're not going to take this test. This thing's a disaster already. <laughs> it, uh, Jesus, uh, yeah. I could take a click. Well, I think you have to I'm click on it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do have to click on it. It yeah. would be better yeah. just to do uh, it okay. in real life. Already did mine already. Don't be looking over here what ice put in there. Which <laughs> dish would you like to bring a potluck? Tortellini bake, ambrosia, seven layer bean dip, or cucumber tomato salad? What? Can I go with none of the above? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, do you write yours now? 
do the... I don't know what the hell... Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll do mine. Who knows what I'm... Ambrosia is anymore. I know for Nobody real. Knows what is that, that is, is that stuff with like coconut and marshmallows and all that stuff in it? I think so. Yeah. I, I cool don't even whip. know what that is. Cool, there's that's cool. Like, that's, like a, that's a southern thing. No, probably. people still make it actually. Yeah, but it's a southern thing. I think I just had it at Dayton Days. Did you? Yeah. Dayton Days. Did they have a parade? Yeah. Catherine and I used to pay for the fireworks every year for like 15 years. I actually didn't go to Dayton Days. I was in a different country. So you're lying. No, I went to, they had a Christmas, uh, uh, they have a summer get-together party for, for, just for Brockton. Oh. Hmm. So everybody lives in Brockton comes to a party. They they started that right after we moved. Right after we moved. Let's all get together. And they they had ambrosia. (laughs) Oh. They did? Yeah, Mm. they did. I've never had ambrosia. Is it good? It is good. It was made right. Sweet. If you like sugar, yeah. It's dessert. Yeah, it's dessert. Okay, we I haven't had it probably in 20 years. Ambrosia. Okay, I'm ready for the next question. Okay, what kind of trip would you rather take for a long weekend, bed and breakfast, getaway, fishing trip, camping trip, hunting trip? Mm. What was the first one? Bed and breakfast, getaway. Fishing trip, camping trip, hunting trip. All right, so I'm already got mine down. Yeah, well, we're gonna anybody that would do fishing would do camping. hunting and camping. Yeah, Those are all kind of like the same thing. necessarily. Not really. not no, really. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, not everybody. Uh, how do you feel about snow? It isn't winter without snow. I only want white Christmas. Snow is fun, uh, fun occasionally, and I never want to see snow again. I'm ready. Okay, you already did yours, Cassie. Mm-hmm. What kind of tree do you want growing in your front yard? And I'm, I'm assuming you're taking this uh, test at home as well. What kind of tree do you want growing in your front yard? Maple tree, willow tree, apple tree, oak tree. That was easy. All right, number six. What is your favorite dessert? Cheesecake, red velvet cake, s'mores, or cherry pie? Okay. Um, what kind of music is your car radio tuned to? 92K QRS. <laughs> That's what. It's not, it's not even an option. Classic rock? Classic rock's not even an option. Well, that's just ridiculous, then. That I is know. ridiculous. Holiday okay. music, country music, alternative music, rhythm and blues. Well, I guess alternative would be rock. Rhythm and yeah. blues. Yeah, I suppose it's true. Okay, we're about a third done with the with the test here, which is be good. It's a good thing. Which, <laughs> which season is your favorite? Uh, do I have to tell you the seasons, really? No, what order they Fall, in? winter, spring, or summer? Because I'm doing ABCD, so. Uh, that's true. What is your favorite sweet breakfast? French toast, waffles, crepes, or pancakes? All right. Uh, what do you prefer to order at the bar? Old fashioned, mint julep, margarita, or beer? What was the first one? Uh, old fashioned. I don't like any of those. I don't either. I, I wouldn't order any of them. You if they you were forced to drink one, what would it be? Mm. I don't Choke know. I don't like to drink any of those, man. Which movie genre do you love seeing at the theater? Horror movies, romantic comedies, science fiction, or action movies? We're about half done, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting there. It's wonderful. Okay. What it? kind of vehicle do you want to drive? An electric car, a big truck, sports car, an SUV? Um, that's a tough call because I like sports cars and electric cars. I've had both. But I have a sports car now, so I'll go with that. Uh, 13, what is your spirit of choice? Gin, whiskey, tequila, or moonshine? Neither. Moonshine. None. I don't drink. I never did drink hardly. Well, they do. I'm going to drink vodka. Uh, gin. I'll go with gin because a gin and tonic once in a while wasn't all that bad. I'm gonna go with moonshine. I'm not a liquor guy though. <laughs> what is your favorite kind of fast food? Donuts, fried chicken, burritos, or burgers and fries? Burritos. Uh, all right. <coughs> uh, 
one second. It scrolled up on me. Who do you turn to for advice when you, you're in trouble? My best friend, my mama, <laughs> my sibling, or my significant other? What do you think I put down, Turtle Dove? Yo, mama. <laughs> Yo, mama. <laughs> Uh, what kind of party do you want to throw during the summer? Black part or block party? So I thought it said black party. I'm like, what? Block party, barbecue, Independence Day party, or pool party? What was the second one? The second one was barbecue. Yeah, block party, barbecue, Independence Day party, or pool party. What game do you play at parties? Flag football, poker, charades, or corn? Cornhole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We play so, cornhole. Bags. Oh, Not a good oh, the bags. bags. That's yeah, a playing. terrible name. Have you ever heard again? that? Flag football is uh, A. Poker is B. Charade C. And cornhole D. I don't play th- things like that at parties. Yeah, if I did, it'd be C. Right. Uh, okay, I'll just go with. If Fawn asked you to play any of those games, which one would you do? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, if she asked me to play poker, she doesn't understand charades. So I'll go with poker. Okay, that should be the end of it. She'd understand poker. Who do you celebrate Thanksgiving with? My immediate family, my entire extended family, my close friends, or my church group? Myself. Just me. Get away from me, all of you. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what, me. It's myself. Nancy goes to North Dakota, and I usually stay home by myself. Really? You don't go to North Dakota with her? Well, this no. is weird. Don't want to. Which author is on your bookshelf? Stephen King, Harper Lee, Ursula K. Leggine, or Bray Bradbury? Well, pretty much all of them. What do you do? I'm going to go with Harper Lee. I always liked Harper Lee. We do have a couple of her books at the house. Where would you rather throw a birthday party? A restaurant, by backyard, in my home, at the park? Definitely at a restaurant. You clean it up. Yep. yep. That's not even an argument. <laughs> nope. Where do you post pictures of your weekend trips? Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook? I don't not on any of that. So, Catherine, which would you would you do it on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram? Facebook. 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 Okay, we'll put Facebook on there because my wife got the vote for that one. What is your favorite midweek dinner to make? Chowder with French bread, sloppy joes, loaded nachos, spaghetti with meatballs. I know your spaghetti with meatballs yeah. right there. Which board game does your family love playing? Scrabble, chess, clue, or trivial pursuit? Well, the last one I played was trivial pursuit, so I'll just put that down. We can't like play, play games. board games. Dad gets mean. Yeah. I do not get mean. Don't look at me like that. We had to stop <laughs> playing board games because you really? got too crabby. Liar. Absolutely. I is, never did. Is it a patience <laughs> thing? You don't have the patience for I everybody have no else patience to go. At all. And he doesn't I like losing. No, I have the same thing. You don't want to wa- wait for everybody <sighs> no, else to go. No. Which sport is your favorite? Baseball, God football, forbid. soccer, or hockey? Well, it's nice of them to throw basketball in there. Yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> Nobody likes basketball. Uh, is, that, is that the watch or the play? It uh, just says, which is your favorite sport? It doesn't say play or watch. It just what says, was the order again? Baseball, football, soccer, and hockey. So there you have that. What kind of shoes do you prefer to wear? Penny loafers, flip-flops, sneakers, or rain boots? Some go we made up this test, man. Yeah, penny We're loafers. Done. We're almost done. Penny loafers. In the South, they all wear penny <laughs> loafers. What about my cowboy boots? <laughs> We're almost done. Which secular holiday is most important to you? Thanksgiving, Independence Day, Halloween, or Memorial? They're all important to me. There's None no- of them are important to me. <laughs> None of them are? Which one's the most oh, really? important? The, the, oh, Thanksgiving. I most. Yeah. Which, which one's Thanksgiving? That's A. Yeah, okay. Okay. Which one's the least most important? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> wedding tradition is your favorite? None. The white dress burying the bourbon. Burying the bourbon? What is that? 
I've never heard of that. I was burying the bourbon. That what the hell is that? A southern thing. Is bourbon involved? The father daughter mother son dance. That's southern. Or wearing a veil. Uh, did I wear a veil at our wedding? <laughs> yes. Yes. I insisted. Uh, bury- you wear this. must be dazzled. What's this test have to do with again? Where you should have, where you should live in the United States. This makes no I'm gonna go with the white dress because Catherine was so pure when we yeah, were okay. married. Let's move. Not. She was. She's only 22 years Next. old. Well, oh God, that's nice. Okay. What do you wear for a long flight? Nice weekend clothing like khakis and sweaters, a polished and chic outfit, sweatpants and t-shirts, jeans and a sweatshirt. I don't wear any of those. You wear sweatpants. I wear what I always wear. Uh, weekend clothing is. is you wear sweatpants my... every day. Yeah. Oh, I, I wear what know. I always wear. Whatever I'm wearing that day is what I wear on a plane. Which I wedding? dress up. Which wedding tradition I would you... You two cannot be on the show <laughs> together ever again. Which wedding tradition would you break? The garter toss, the man proposing, the white dress, or having a diamond engagement ring? Garter toss. Yeah. Yeah, garter toss. That you, you didn't even do a garter toss, did you? I don't recall. Yes, I don't think you did. I think we only have one left here. Yeah. We did one. Yep, that was like it's true. Us. Which private one. college did you dream of going to? Z- this is zippity doodah on here. Mm-hmm. Harvard, Rice University, Stanford University, or the University of Chicago? I cannot answer that. No. I had no I intention. I wanted to go to Princeton. Princeton? Not on uh, there. That close to enough to Harvard? Or? Are you kidding me? Princeton? Yeah. No, no, I mean, just it's the oh. closest one. Yeah. Where, Harvard, where yeah. is Rice University? Is that the one in Texas? I've never even heard of that. Yeah. That's How do you dream of something you don't know about? Okay, I finished mine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, calculating my results. Rice University. Oh, my God, they're not going to make you guys take this all over again. Of course they are. Of course they are. How else would they do it? Yeah. Okay, my quiz results. Well, we'll see if you guys. I should have grown up in New England. Is that right? He loves clam chowder. So it makes sense. (laughs) I should have grown up. I guess you have to say. I can't believe. Lobster. Okay, well, we can judge where you should go. Okay, so what are your 30? What are your answers? Oh, my God. This isn't going to work. Just yes. This is not going to work. <laughs> but I've taken quizzes like that before. From now on, I'm going to go with ask not what your country uh, yes. can do for you. Because I should be in New England. Are yeah. No, I've taken quizzes like that before. And it's always come up either um, like Georgia, like the southern east coast, or Minnesota or Midwest. You know. So I'm like right where I'm supposed it, it, to be. So the point of this test is to see where you should belong, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. No, yes. now he's going to just start seeing advertisements for all the things yeah. that he clicked on. New England clam well, I'll chowder. Tell you what, I don't think anybody belongs anywhere. Bourbon. They just, you <laughs> think you do because it's all you know. I just. But yeah. I've lived in every region of this country for years at yeah. a time, and you don't belong anywhere. Nah, you're, that's you're pretty much true. You're more comfortable some places, right? But you don't belong anywhere. Well, I'll tell you what. You we'll just take, don't. We'll take a break here, and I'm gonna come back and make an observation for you because well, we're exactly what you're talking about. Come back with our guest. Our guest is up. Yep. All right, we'll be right back. Just a couple of seconds. Our special guest up next, Tom Bernardo. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. 
Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Find out how to be successful losing weight by attending the Nutramost free dinner Monday, December 10th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337 to register for the Nutramost dinner. That's 763-333-7337. Be careful. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show, L.A. Nick, Alex, Catherine, Andy, and Cassie, and our very special guest, Denny Tedesco, Tommy Tedesco's son. Denny, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Marvelously. You know, there are a lot of Tedescos in Minnesota. You related to anybody in Minnesota at all, do you know? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. But you never know. You know, if it works in my benefit, I'll take it. (laughs) That's a great answer. Denny, that's a hell of an answer right there. Documentary, The Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew is a loose collective of session musicians based in Los Angeles whose services were employed for thousands of studio recordings in the 1960s and early 70s, including several hundred top 40 hits. The musicians were not publicly recognized in their era, but uh, were viewed prestigiously by industry insiders. They are now considered one of the most successful and prolific session recording units in music history. I don't think there's any question about that. Do you, Denny? I mean, it's, it's amazing. No, no, I, I, I mean, you said it perfectly. I mean, it's true. They're an amazing group of, of uh, men and one woman. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I'm looking at the, uh, the yeah, Carol Kay, that's right. Um, yeah, Don Randy, Al DeLore, Carol Kane, Bill Pittman, Tommy Tedesco, Irving Rubens, Roy Catton, uh, Jay Migliori. Leon, Leon Russell. Yeah, that's Leon right. Leon Russell, Glenn God. Campbell. Unbelievable. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. What, what, how did this all come together? How did it start? I mean, session musicians play all over the United States. How did this lock in so wonderfully? You're on, on several hundred top 40 hits. They were the wrecking crew. How did this all come to be? Well, you know, the timing was exactly what it was. Uh, basically, the wrecking crew, the nickname came from uh, Hal Blaine, who said the older studio musicians in the early 60s were getting upset that these younger guys were playing this rock and roll crap. And he said, you know, the older guy said, the older guy said they're going to wreck the business playing uh-huh. this stuff. Yep. And, and what it was, was basically the times, you know, when rock and roll, you got to think, is 55. 1955 yeah. when it starts yep. to go. Yep. 
the labels are starting to figure out, well, maybe there's something there. So 1960s, all of a sudden they're kind of creating stuff, and they're still not sure if it's going to stay. But these, they can't just put the bands in, because the bands are usually you know, really young, 1920s, but they're not established musicians. I mean, not established, but they just don't have the chops, as they say. Right. So yep. they would make sure that their bets are... Or, you know, the labels would make sure that they could go in and spend some money as less as they could and make sure they could get that uh, that 45 out, that one single. And they would do uh, maybe two or three or four recordings in three hours. But to do that, they would have to have these session musicians go in and go out very quickly. You know, so like the, um, a good example would have been like Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. He yeah. was doing it at the time. Uh, Brian Wilson was doing stuff, you know, with the Beach Boys, and you know it just kept going. And, and what happened is, the all of a sudden the West Coast became the place to be, you know, and oh, it yeah. just kicked in, and that was it. Do you think that any part of that was also the fact that you had your Frank Sinatra's and Dean Martin's and all those people were on Capitol Records Absolutely. at the time? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I think it's also L.A. was different. You know, but at the time there was. It was New York, Nashville, uh, Detroit, and some Chicago stuff, and London, obviously. Right. But L.A. already had that infrastructure already built. They had the recording studios. So if the artists weren't in L.A., they were in, you know, New York or wherever they were, they could easily come to L.A. And they, you could have, you know, look, you look at the guitar players. You had my father, you had Barney Kessel, you had Howard Roberts, Bill Pittman, you had Billy Strait. You had a good group of eight great guitar players, 10 guitar players. Drummers, you, you really, in terms of the guys that were really doing it, was Hal Blaine, Earl Palmer, and then a little Sharky Green, and then there was a little guy named uh, Jim Gordon, one of the greatest piano, uh, greatest drummers. I say piano because he wrote the coda to uh, Layla. He with did? Clampton when he was at the Domino's, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I tell you, Denny, I was very, very lucky from 1977 for six years. 77, beginning of 77, the end of 82, I worked for Capitol Records as the Mid Midwest promotion director. And so I used oh, to have wow. to fly out to L.A. all the time. And I was lucky enough to go into Frank Sinatra. By the way, that studio is still there in the, in the Capitol Records Tower. Frank Sinatra's microphone yeah, yeah. is still there. It, it's so cool walking into that studio. It's amazing to walk in there. I think it'll always be there. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it will absolutely. But it's just well, you know, if there was there was some there was almost turned into condos a few years ago. <laughs> so, was it really? Yeah, it was close. Always. It was close. They were yeah. through the Capitol Records. Yeah. So where where's Capitol now? Or they were going to sell? They still, oh, have still, a, they still Well, they still have like five floors there. That's it. They don't have the yeah. whole building anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Breaks my heart. I used to go out there all the time. Uh, well, you know, the problem is the business changed. It did a lot. I mean, it's yep. like you guys know better than anything. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, these guys can't, in those days, records and radio, you couldn't do without each other. Radio pushed yeah. the records. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what made sales go. And that's what made the labels grow. And the artists, they could take a chance on an artist because, you know what, let's see if he hits or she hits. And it was, it was crazy. I saw some great record producer one time. I forget who it was, but he, he put it really put it in a way that I that I got. He's like, back then, he like you said, they would give a kid a chance. Oh yeah, and then, absolutely. Then the the, yeah. the kids that became that became artists that got back into the business and they became executives in the record companies. 
they stopped giving these the old guys gave the kids a chance but when yes, the kids yes. got in the in the in the position to run the the business mm -hmm. they stopped giving kids chances you're right they're like heck with this get this this hippie out of here and they stopped giving <laughs> kids well the old guys yeah, would say right. hey look at this crazy hippie let me let me hear what you got and the young these young people didn't do that the industry didn't really change it got literally turned off they turned the switch off yeah they, they did. didn't work anymore they absolutely did and, you uh, know it, it, it's like well i was just thinking about uh the you know, it's like it's always comes down to basically money. The same reason why it took me 19 years to get my film, the documentary, out was it's all about money. Yeah. You know, it's a bottom line. No, everything's so, all about money. There's no doubt about that. It thing. was way better when the old timers were running it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it was a different business. Vinyl was a whole different. One of my favorite things when I was with Capital, and I won't even say the name of the group. They're a huge group now, but their second album was not the best album I've ever heard. But I remember we released it, and Merv Amels was a guy that was our East Coast promotion director. He was New York, New Jersey. It was a tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And Moff kind of talked like this, Denny. And so we uh, were out in, uh, out in Palm Springs at the uh, convention, and he stands up and he goes, I want to tell you A&R people, you better get your head out of your ass, and I'll tell you what, what this is all about. You know that album that just came out by Ba-da-ba? -ba? Yeah. Ship Gold Returned Platinum. <laughs> it was phenomenal. <laughs> what a great... I was so lucky to have gotten in that business at 25 years old and been around it from yeah. the time of 25 to 31. It was, un, it was... And I met my lovely wife at that time. Uh, right at the end of my career, as a matter of fact, with, with Capital. And it was, oh, Denny, uh, you were around it. I'm sure you saw it all happen. It was amazing, the amount of dough that, that that brought in. I mean, I was so lucky. In 1980, I think it was, so I'm 28 years old, I'm riding around in a Porsche with Bobby Columbi, and, you know, who's the drummer for Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but he was head of A&R for Capital. Yeah. And Bobby and I were riding around. We are going to play basketball in Palm Springs, right? And we're riding around and goes, I got a song, yeah. man. You got to hear this song. It's just unbelievable. I think it was 80. It was right around that, 80, 81, 79, something there. He puts on The Stroke by Billy Squire, and I went, oh, my God, that thing's a huge hit. The Knack came out at about the right. same time. Huge. I, I made a bet with Cliff Siegel, who's now Lauren Siegel. I said, that's going to be triple platinum within 90 days. He said, there is no way. It was triple platinum within about two months. But see, for our, our generation, uh, for our generation, that we seen, we look at that as like the golden years. Of, oh, of the, there's but it, no but it, doubt. But it actually wasn't. Really? You, it wasn't. If you go to Hollywood back, like when when the comedy store used to be Ciro's. Ciro's, and, yeah. And, and yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. and Frank Sinatra played Ciro's every week. And, and that was the golden age of music in Hollywood and Capitol Records and all those. That yeah, was That true. was the time to be there. I, of course, I wasn't there. I'm too young. But that was the time. That, no, it's true. That's the time when it was the greatest. But, Denny, I think back then, and you could tell me, uh, you know a lot more about this than I do, but it was also a time when, if you were Tommy Tedesco and you could play the guitar, you had a shot. I don't know now if you have a shot anymore, no. do you? Oh, no, it's very good. And my father even said that in the 80s. You know, he would do those seminars, which you, if you've seen the documentary. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, when he's doing those seminars at uh, Musicians Institute, I think it was that one, and he said to the guys, guys, it's so if I had to start, for he would say not to them, he would say it to me. He said, if I had to break in now, I'd never make it. You know, it's so it was so difficult. You're right now because you got less 
in those days, the reason those guys, my dad and those guys, were so prolific because they were so good that they could walk in, read the charts, nail it, just, you know, whatever improv, whatever. You know, once the groups themselves had more tracks, don't forget this was one track in the early 60s. Yeah, so that's right. Mono. So these guys were basically live mix. The engineers were just as important as those musicians. And they would, you know, once they live mix, they had no, barely any overdubbing sometimes. They might, because it degraded the, the actual product, you know, bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the music, uh, producers were really good at it. But once the guys could, you know, hey, let's put this solo on from the guitar player in the band, he could sit there all day long until he got it because he had that extra track that producer could lay it down. So then all of a sudden the groups were, you know, they, the guys were getting better. The kids, you know, the musicianship is getting better in terms of being able, you know, these kids now, man, they, they're killers, some of these players. But oh, yeah. they might not have that opportunity to show it because people are doing it in their homes. And, and, and you know they don't get to meet each other. And they also uh, there's the, you're right there's the talent today is phenomenal. But most of the people they don't they don't know how to read music, which all the old timers yeah, did. So they, they could did, walk yeah. into a studio and play anything that was yep. thrown in front of them yep. at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Where, where kids today that are phenomenal on guitar they can't read any music. They, most no, of them can't read. That's true. That is very very true. No. Then it, how, it, it's you know it's it's yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask you how old you are. I'm 32. No. 32. Well, good. You <laughs> yeah, sound great. That doesn't work in radio, does it? That doesn't work in radio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so now, now Tom. I'm 57. I'm 57. I'll be 58. So I'm born in 61. So I got to see, to be honest with you, when I was a little kid, my oh, yeah. first session that I remember going to was Green Acres. Uh, my dad did the you know lead on the guitar on you know. Green Acres, Batman, all those TV yeah, shows. Yeah, phenomenal. The, you know, guitar. Phenomenal. And, but the reason I remember that was uh, we were going away. We never went to the studio, but we were leaving town for a vacation. And we just decided that I guess we all go there and leave from there. And the reason I remember it, I must have been about five or six. I remember Vic Mizzy, the great music conductor and writer of the music, throwing his hands up conducting. And as a little kid, that looked like the funniest thing. I got the giggles. Yeah, I suppose. You know, seeing that. And that's what it was. I always remember that day. That is you a know? phenomenal but thing. Dad never took us to work, though. Another never great... Saw, you know, 70s... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that Go is ahead. true. Denny, uh, another one of my favorite... Of all because I used to travel, you know, Bob Seeger's I'm gonna to talk to him next week because he's retiring, he's doing one last tour. And Bob, I, I worked with Bob in '77, you, you know, Punch has been his manager for about 700 years. <laughs> all those guys, you mentioned Brian Wilson, nicest man you'd ever want to talk to. Brian Wilson's a wonderfully nice man, that's when he'll talk because yeah. sometimes he won't talk, but uh, great guy. <laughs> but Tell me, one of my favorite, Denny, is this I, I pick up Bob Welsh who had left, uh, you know, Fleetwood Mac and done all this other. But I picked yeah. him up at the airport, and uh, we go to lunch. And at lunch, he's going through all these mathematics and science books and all this different stuff. And he's reading all this stuff. And I said, Bob, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just making sure, man. I got all my sh- – all my. well, you can cut this out. I got all my shit together because – I said, well, what are you working on? He goes, well – so after the after the Holocaust, the nuclear Holocaust, I got to make sure I can I can manufacture my own power so I can still play my guitar. And he was totally serious. Oh he was not kidding. He was totally serious about that. 
But oh I, my God. those all great stories. It's a wonderful life, Danny. I mean, it must have been amazing growing up that close to it because me as an outsider, I you thought know, it was phenomenal. I, to be honest with you guys, I wasn't there. Really? And that's one of the reasons why I made uh, Well, no, because I, I might, you know, I was because my, we never, dad, people assume we had a hoot nanny at home. There was, I never saw my dad play guitar. I'm born in 61. I don't think I actually saw him play guitar at home until the mid-70s when he was doing his own jazz albums. He went to work like everybody else's dad. It was, you know, but the difference is he had, you know, a Telecaster, a classical oh, acoustic, great. a Martin, and an amp in the car. So he was just like everybody's dad that had tools in the car. And that's kind of why I think I made the film is there was so much I didn't know and so much people that understand what these guys did for a living. You know, yep. I, so I wish, you know, I'm trying to right now, we're trying to get actually, uh, there's a scripted series going right now. We're trying to get yep. that off the ground, yep. which would be so much fun. Um, but, uh, and, you know, travel the country with this. I still love traveling. It's a great thing. Denny Tedesco, The Wrecking Crew. Uh, how can people get get, uh, get in touch with uh, either your company or whatever? How, how can yeah. people pick up on the movie? Yeah. You can, well, it's on Hulu now. It was on Netflix for three years. Now yep. it's on Hulu. Yep. Yep. I watched I it on Netflix. It's, it's, a great, it's a great film. I, I did, too. It was one yeah. I watched a long time ago. And, and if you get the DVD, you know, the people, I, there's six hours more. Wow. Beside the movie, Amazing. because I never stopped interviewing people. So if they go to the Wrecking Crew site, which is wreckingcrewfilm.com, type there in you the go. Word, thank you, and you'll discount. We'll get it done. Denny, you're a terrific you interview, man. And I, what a, Thanks, guys. You brought me back some great memories, Denny. Thank you for your time today, sir. How's your, how's your weather before I let, let you don't you want to know, Danny. It's about uh, 20 degrees. <laughs> it's man. going down to four. <laughs> and it's going down to four oh, good. tomorrow. <laughs> good. I Actually, it. I think it's yeah, zero. Thanks, I think there's zero visit. now. Come to visit you. Yeah, please come up anytime. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you do make it into town, come on over and be on the show live. That'd be great to have you in. All right, my man. I got, it's funny because I got to come and see a friend there. They have a sports shop called Played Against played against sports so I'm yeah, going to come absolutely. and see them absolutely well absolutely yeah. alright guys thanks Denny have a good day sir see we'll ya be, ciao we'll, we'll be back Tom Bernard Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight which means you're home for dinner every night and you get paid weekly Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. 
And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I love this song. Bill will be ringing. I wasn't here. Why is everybody up in arms about it's cold outside song? Because they do it every year. Every Why, year they I, do it. A bunch of... I don't get it, though. What's the A deal? bunch of upper-middle-class white women find something to get offended about what's because wrong they with don't have song? anything wrong with she their says, life. She says, what's in this drink? So they're assuming he date-raped her. Roof eater. Oh. Roof eater. Yeah, roof eater. Even though yeah, she's roofie. probably taking it as like... Well, she's you know, she's saying is there, it's an excuse for how much she's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did you put with this Coca-Cola? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, and, a, and a, it's a classic old song. It's a great man. song, and it doesn't mean that at all. There's uh, no question about it. People can make anything be anything they want it to be. That doesn't mean yeah, it is true. that thing. Well, I've learned I've learned this week. You know the whole Christmas tree thing in Minneapolis Sports Precinct. All these things are That's made ridiculous. to be a big deal. So somebody can gain personal personal gain. In this That's case, correct. it's Jacob Mayor Jacob Fry. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, for him to get on the radar of the National yeah, Democratic right. platform, yeah, that he can right. make this a big deal, and it's a it's nothing like, look, deal. Look, I defeated a racist. Right, I'm going to fire this cop. And, of course, right. he didn't get fired. He just got suspended for a week. Got suspended, yeah. Oh, I'm going to fire good. everybody today. No, he That's actually right. said it. I'm going to fire him instantly. He, he said instantly, He, he yeah. can't fire anybody. No, of course. He has nothing, no control of the police department, does he? A little Oh, no, no. That's all he has. But he can't fire anybody. Fire. No, that has to go through the police union. union and that's our thing. mayor, someone who, uh, the second he sees some out-of-context picture, he decides it's time to well, get, ruin get, some lives. Get pressed to get on the National Democratic platform. Yep. You know what I've decided? Good job, if I voters. Ever, if I ever do meet him face-to-face, I'm going to ask him, how's the world down there? What is he, about 4'10"? <laughs> he's a little tiny guy. You know, I knew Jacob way before he's married. I know oh, he did? He was my councilman. My councilman from my oh, ward. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. And he, he moved here and ran for council right away and won. Yeah, right. Well, they, he won. They actually didn't go against anybody. It was kinda, he kind of got slithered in because well, of course he they, they rezoned downtown and cut the third zone in half. Oh, so yeah. Lisa Goodman got half, and then they made a new zone, which he got. The third zone. It was all it used to be all it used to be all Ward Seven, and then they started Ward Three, and then he got that. But he didn't have to run against anybody. No, he did not have to run against anybody. I do remember that absolutely. And he's the first person ever in Minnesota politics to get to take his war chest of money from city council and get, and put it towards running for mayor. Isn't that They've amazing? Never allowed anybody to do that I ever. Know. It's all filth now. All of it. It's it is. Filth. It's all crooked. It's corrupt. disgusting people just doing disgusting things. And I said in the beginning, you know, he's an attorney married to a lobbyist running for office. Who, who's her, Who's his wife? I don't know. She's a, she wasn't. I have a, no she's, idea. A, she's a lobbyist. I have no idea energy, what the energy, deal is com- Energy lobbyist. Whatever. Dolly Parton's husband was pretty excited when he found out his wife of 52 years was going to be working with Jennifer Aniston on Dumplin', an upcoming Netflix film based on the best-selling book. My husband is crazy about her, Parton explained on Monday while promoting the movie on The Tonight Show. I think he kind of fantasizes like a threesome. Oh, my God, Dolly Parton. Dolly's pretty open, though. She's pretty open. I remember her on Johnny Carson. Did you ever see see her on Carson? Mm, 
Yeah, yeah. Jolly Jeepers. When, when he mentioned something about, you know, what she's known for, and she he asked she asked her if she wanted to take a peek. peek. Oh. Oh, that's you didn't right. See that? I don't remember. Yeah. She's always been pretty, uh, pretty. Yeah, she has. She's a very nice person. Though. She's a sweetheart. She oh, really she's a is sweetheart. a nice person. Dolly, Dolly. Dolly, Dolly, Dolly. Dolly is a sweetheart, though. She very is nice indeed. lady. Doesn't Louie know her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Andy, would you do me a favor and look up the fact that this, uh, this is something we taught. <laughs> it's like working at the KQ morning show. From the from day it's one. Not that from, yeah, that's right, it's not that bad. It's freezing in here. It's not no, it's freezing not. in here. Oh my god, it's Dress so Dress for cold. winter, sister. I, we're indoors. Completely comfortable. But in any case, it's, it's just you know, oh I told a story this morning about the first day I ever worked with Mark Rosen, because Mark Rosen oh. did announce that he's going to leave Channel Four the end of the year now. Yeah. Well, or early January. He was going to leave in April, but now it's January. He and Denise want to be together as much as they can be because of her illness. She has a, a brain tumor, and uh, it's a tough, tough road to hoe. But the funniest thing is because I, I don't know how many years you've been listening to the KQ Morning Show, but there's always something wrong. Always. I don't know why, but then I had a recollection. My first minute on the air at KQRS, I was supposed to talk to, to Mark Rosen, and the equipment failed. Another, uh, another really uh, nice person. Super hilarious. Oh, Mark's a great world. guy. Yeah. Mark's a wonderful guy. guy. So all the best. We love you, Mark. You know that. And uh, I just, I, I, it's, it's a tough tale. What can you say? What can you say? Known their kids since they were little tiny babies. Well, it's inevitable for all of us. It is. It is true. Andy, would you look up the Veggie Tales uh, story of today? Oh no! Uh, you wouldn't believe. Oh, it's racist. Of course. Everything is racist. Veggie Tales is racist because they perceive. Oh, a California college. Of course. Of course. But I played the the audio. It doesn't sound black to me at all. It's just all this guy kind of talking like this. Come on down the block. They think that's a black accent. What is the vegetable that's saying? uh, Is it a carrot? I don't remember what it is. Apparently the cucumber is a white guy. Well, there's tons of cartoons that use black accents and stuff. Well, really? It's a southern accent. For Foghorn Leghorn talk like yeah, that. He's a rooster. Ton, there's tons of cartoons that have ridiculous say, I'll black say. dialect. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? Um, I don't know. Oh, you can't find it? I can find it. It's just we're not, no one is... Veggie tail. All... Uh, journalists are bad at their job. Yeah, they really are. They really so are. there's that. In their defense, I will say that they are doing the work of five people now. Did you know that journalists, when they go out to shoot something for a TV uh, spot on the news, they have to set up their own cameras now? Oh, yeah, it's one guy. Unbelievable. It's <laughs> one guy. No, no, fun. No, they do it all. We were just da- we were down in West it's Palm. It's disgusting. We were down in West Palm. There was a guy doing oh, yeah. a shot on the beach, and yeah. he was setting up his own camera it's, uh, and going it's, in there and doing this part. It's amazing. And then they go back and edit it. It is absolutely amazing that that stuff is going on. But, yeah, they, they're, they're all upset because they say that VeggieTales is now racist. These are vegetables Veggie that talk, tales. first of all. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that I'd take it all that seriously. This is just some this lunatic college student man. who's been no. who ate the brainwashing pill a little too much. Actually, Veggie Tales is more Christian based than anything. It is Christian based. Yeah, yeah, so exactly I don't right. know where they're getting this. Oh, that's why they're doing it because they hate Christians. Oh, true. They're trying to destroy so the Christian faith in this well, country. Yeah. Look, I don't care if you're a Muslim, you're a Jew, you're a Christian, whatever. 
if you're faithful and you don't use your religion to harm other people, I got no problem with your beliefs. Whatever you believe in, good for you. It makes you happy. Just don't use your religion to hurt other people like people are trying to hurt you because you're a Christian. It's disgusting. People, other people trying to hurt you because you're a Muslim is disgusting. So everybody shut up and sit down. Right? Oh, exactly. To tie in from yesterday when Kristen was talking about the Academy Awards, I put a news story. I guess Kevin Hart... Yeah, he's going to do it. Yeah, he, he yeah. So he's going to do a great job. That's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And I like Kevin Hart a lot, but that's going to be a disaster. Why? Because that thing, nobody cares. Nobody well, even watches they it couldn't anymore. Put, Kristen said yesterday that they didn't even have a host to sign on yet because nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wants to do no, it. It's kind to of the Academy Awards. It really no, is. They've made a joke, like a parody of themselves is what they've done with the yeah. whole Academy Awards. They have. You're right. It's just really sad that, that that's how everything goes now. It's just, oh, yeah, so, so I don't know sad. which I don't know which vegetable it was, but they played the voice. John Lastman played the voice on the on the morning show. And the guy literally is just kinda of talking like this. Well, I'll come down there tomorrow and we'll uh, have to talk about that. That's not a black accent. Sounds like it. Sam Elliott. Yeah, because Sam Elliott kind of talks like that. That's exactly right. <laughs> Sam Elliott must be black because he talks like this. I noticed everybody's so afraid to be called racist that even now. I'm not. Come, even care now, less. I could care less either because I know yeah. I'm not. Exactly. But I even see now major corporations, they put these people in their commercials that you can't tell what race they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Racially like, ambiguous. Yeah, it's, oh, like yeah. The, it's like the trend now. Almost every commercial. Or they have, they'll have everybody on the commercial. A black person, a white person, an Asian person, a Hispanic Except person. for a white man. Except for a white there man, There are no yes. white men. No Sorry. White men. No white men allowed. Sure. Which, here's what I like. We're going to solve the problem, uh, and we're going to remedy the situation, the mistreatment of black people by, by the way, southern Americans. Uh, northern people didn't own slaves. I don't think there, you know, there was a lynching up in, in Duluth uh, about 115 years ago. But here's what I understand. So Calhoun. Calhoun, well, yeah, Calhoun, but he wasn't from here. <laughs> that was a joke. He was not from I know, here. I know, I was just kidding. But a Makaska is how you, you don't, it's not Makaska, it's Bade Makaska. Or whatever. That's no. Bade Makaska sounds funner. It's I agree. <laughs> Slate Calhoun. But, oh, look at that. So this whole thing is a the result of Professor Driama or Dreama Moon's communication class at uh, Dreama Moon's? Yeah. Right there hey. says it all. <laughs> it does. Cal it's State San Marcos and of course Dreama is a white woman. Oh what she's a white woman. Like and what does every she say? Time. And what did she say? Well, she's the one who told the she is the professor of the communication of whiteness. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) The communication of whiteness. What does that mean? I think that might be what we're doing right now. It means I hate white people. Is she our ambassador for all white people? Why does she hate white people? She's white. Because she's part of the academia brainwashing complex. Let me ask everybody at this table a question, and all the listeners a question. What happened slavery and all the way up to 1965 there was tons of violence i was like i don't know 12 years old or something the civil rights act passed in 1965 uh, 18 months or 12 months after the death of john f kennedy things were being remedied and as soon as they passed it people started killing one another and then they burned the neighborhoods all down in 67 68 and 69 so to remedy all that to make make sure that everybody's treated the same we're going to treat white men like shit what mm-hmm. 
But do they realize what's going on in some other countries? Oh, where, oh where God. Thousands they don't know. of black people were slaughtered no. a day? Oh, do they really care about that at no. all? Do they care what's going on in Somalia? Do they care what's going on in no. Nigeria? Do they care How at all? do you remedy ra- racism by being racist? I don't Against your own, you know, they used to talk about self-hating black people. They talked about when I was a kid, it's like, oh, I think it's kind of a self-hating black person. Well, you got self-hating white people now. How did that make it better? Explain doesn't, that to me. It doesn't at all. Leave it alone. It's individual by individual. That's just how you want to live your life. It's not based on their religion or I don't their get, skin color. I don't gender, get that. I mean, the, the things going on in other countries are... Oh, far worse. Niagara Falls compared to a drop in leaking faucet. You're 100% correct. So I don't know. We'll see. But all I know is if I f- when I find out who the black voice vegetable was, I'm never eating it again. <laughs> That's all oh there is to it. And it wasn't a black voice, you dumbasses. What vegetable is God. it? Well, I don't like, know. What if the anyways. black guy was doing the voiceover and that's how he sounded? Yeah, so now out he's there. out of a job. Well, now he's out of a job. It, like another unemployed black man. It's, just, it's so easy to find fault, right? Yeah. It's like the easiest thing you can you do. You can find anybody. 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 It's, yeah. it's just, and that's, that's what's taking over our society right now. It's, it's got to turn. Because hate, hate travels way yeah. faster than love. Yeah. It does. I have a question sure. for you, though. We run a commercial. Not on this show, but some other shows I'm involved with. And uh, a black man comes on as a commercial for Pepto-Bismol. And he comes on and says, girl, you need some Pepto-Bismol. I know this. I know the commercial. Mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. I heard it. So why is that not racist? I hear it all the time. Yeah. That's a re- and yeah, it's, why is he calling her a girl, by the way? And it's, a, it's a grown woman. Why is he calling her a girl? And it's a full black. black. Yeah. yeah. So why is that okay? But a guy, a black guy doing a vegetable voice. Because somebody at a college didn't say it wasn't okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Everybody calm down. It's December. We got Christmas coming up. Here, Look, it's a three beat for me, as I said this morning in the KQ Morning Show. We got Christmas, then we have New Year's, and then I have another full year of pissing everyone off. It's going to be a great day. We got Christmas, New Year's, and my birthday. Oh, my God. When's that the epiphany? January 11th. Ooh, close oh, close. Oh, that's the same as my son. One, my one, one. Mm. one, one. One, one, lucky number. Yeah. Cassie one, just one, went, one. Oh, oh. Actually, one, one, one's kind of like prison bars. One, yeah, one, one. Well, he was born uh, January 11th of yeah, 2012. Nice. Uh, so. Same was in 2011 because there had been one. I one, know. One, one, one's good luck, you know. Anytime you see your phone and it says one, 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 one or one, 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 and you actually see it, you know that's good luck. I've never seen it. Why would I see ones on my phone? Well, if it's a, if it's eleven eleven. Oh, you mean the phone number? Like channel 11. 11's number is five four. It used to be five four five eleven eleven. I don't know if it still is. But if now. you see your phone in the Times one 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 or one one one. Oh, I see. It's good mean. luck if I you see, see it oh. when it says it. How's it good luck? It's just, just one of those superstition type things. Numerology. I've never believed Me in and luck. Nancy have texted each other one 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 and one 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 for the Why last ten I years. Because of you, you've had plenty of it. Because you, mar- you married me. Is that yeah. what you're saying? That's not what I was saying. But, <laughs> but now that you mention it, <laughs> now that you brought I'll it go up. with that. No, I think I'm very clear every day talking about the fact. Which, by the way, we, we have to close with this. Every time I tell my wife I love her on the radio, I just comment about the fact that I love my wife. She gets like negative emails, <laughs> and, she, and she rolls her eyes. What is it? How, why are people pissed no, off? No, I just—it's a long story. All right, we don't have time because no. we got a low. We got a low. We got a low. We got a low. Low Low All right, so I should move to New England according to the test I took, yeah, but I'm not doing it. Forget it. That. We will talk to you, See you tomorrow, guys. Tom. But aren't you?